Hey, do you feel like you're getting thrown around the healthcare system and are frustrated with the lack of clarity that you're getting from your providers? Do you feel like you're getting suboptimal care and that you deserve better? Do you want help busting some myths and deciphering what's good and bad information out there? If you'd like to be a part of a community that's connected with the best resources in the area and is taking small steps toward their health and fitness goals, then this podcast is for you. My name is Jeff Danning, and welcome to the Seeking Wellness Podcast. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Seeking Wellness Podcast, guys. My name is Jeff Denning. I'm a doctor of physical therapy and golf fitness professional in the Southeast Idaho region. We are back today with two guests, actually, um, head coach and co-owner of CrossFit Amrock, CrossFit Level 3 coach, Rocky. Hey. Welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back. I know. Yeah, we uh, we got some really fun content planned today, and we have another special guest who is actually not in the Southeast Idaho area, but you have connections with, and she is coming to visit in a couple of weeks. So we'll be talking about um, some workshops and things that she'll be doing, but she is also a CrossFit owner, head coach at CrossFit Medfield out in Medfield, Massachusetts, which is Southwest of Boston a little bit. Last time I looked on the map Um, and she is the founder of belief transfer coaching as well. So We've got some fun stuff to talk about. Please give a very warm welcome to Christina Anderson. Christina, thank you. How are you thank doing? You. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I do not. I do not own a gym. Just as a correction, okay. I am um, head coach. Yes. <laughs> okay. No, don't. Thank you for that correction. Well, awesome, um, Christina. I love kind of starting my podcasts off with just a totally unrelated question to everything else that we're talking about today, just so the listeners get to know you a little bit better. Um, and reading up on your bio, you mentioned Ben and Jerry's ice cream in there at one point. So uh, yeah. I was wondering what your favorite flavor is, or if maybe it's not even a Ben and, ben and Jerry's brand, but what's your favorite type of ice cream? <laughs> that is so hard. I'm, but... glad, I'm glad I didn't get this question. <laughs> It's too, it's, it's so hard, but, um, if I had to choose one, yeah. it would be tonight dough, <laughs> the, tonight uh, dough. the Jimmy Fallon, oh, okay. um, it is cookie dough. It's like regular cookie dough and peanut butter cookie dough in chocolate ice cream. And wow. it is fantastic. Yeah. That sounds freaking bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I... I was out in um, kind of Danvers area outside, I guess, on the other side of Boston from you um, okay. a few years back. And we went to this like cherry farm creamery that had this purple cow ice cream that I thought was just delicious. It was like very filled with Oreo pieces and everything. Yeah. Kind of a weird combination, but it was super good. Definitely heard of purple cow. So. I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. Um Rocky, you got anything for us before we get started? Um, I think the main thing is is just that um, yeah, you hit it a little bit in the intro there. Christina's going to come out. I'm super, super excited about it. She is such an amazing person, and we are super lucky that we had the chance to meet her and uh, and become friends with her, and now we're going to be able to bring that into kind of a business relationship and a coaching relationship, not just for 
like us as uh, as the owners, but also for all of our coaches and especially for our athletes as too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's going to be like she's coming out in a couple of weeks and we're really excited about it and everything that is going to come from that uh, just for, you know, our coaching community, the community in our gym, but also the community of Idaho Falls because yeah. we're opening that up to the to the Idaho Falls community as well. And um, we're just excited to learn from this awesome human being. So that's yeah. all That's all I got to say. Can't wait. <laughs> awesome. I mean, no, it's really nice. I thought you were going to talk about ice cream, but. <laughs> no, no, I had nothing to add to that conversation. <laughs> Me and Derry, we, we had a really good relationship well? for a long time. And now it's like, nope, I can't eat ice cream anymore. So, <laughs> so yeah, but. <laughs> Mint chocolate chip was awesome. I always liked the, you know, the toffee nut. That was that was my go-to flavor. And nice. now it all goes away. So <laughs> now I have to eat dairy free ice cream and it's just not the same. Not the same, yeah. It's just not the same. No, no yeah, I, I guess we should I guess we should talk about health and fitness now. <laughs> I mean, now that we're covered the ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Now that we talked about some fun stuff. <laughs> Cool. Well, Rocky and I were talking a little bit, Christina, and usually I, I start by asking people kind of their story and their background, but I wanted to first ask you and kind of pre-frame that question by asking you, what is your mission personally with CrossFit and, and coaching in your business? What is yeah, your kind absolutely. of vision for all that? Yeah. Well, um, I believe that everyone, regardless of, you know, previous fitness level, age, prior experience, um, is you know, not only capable of, but deserving of a life of health and fitness. Um, and so my goal is to um, not only empower, you know, the members that I work with uh, through my coaching of CrossFit, but to empower other coaches to spread that same mission um, by, you know, sharing my story and creating a little bit more empathy for those who, to put it very simply, find themselves to be inferior to fit people um because that's how i felt for a really long time um so so that's that's my mission to uh go out and educate coaches to be able to touch more people uh that maybe wouldn't necessarily walk into a gym yeah i love that that's a huge part of what i want to promote as well when i see people i see people you know kind of on the you know, if you're if you're looking at the the CrossFit spectrum of like disease, wellness, and fitness, I see people between that disease and wellness portion a lot. So pushing them towards that fitness end of the spectrum is a is a huge deal for me as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a I mean that's a great introduction. Rocky, you got anything to add to that before we hear Christina's kind of background and story? No, I how think, we got here. I think she was uh, she was leading us in that in that direction, and I yeah, think that kind of just says, "Hey, so you talked a little bit about um, kind of you and your introduction to fitness and where you were at, and how that kind of helped shape the mission that you're on now. So, um, like, how did you get from where you were at to where you're at now?" Um, what's your story in health and fitness space, CrossFit space, all of that? Yeah. Um, 
Well, <laughs> growing up, I was never really fit. I was always kind of like the chubby kid and I was in band and like, you know, the typical like band geek didn't play any sports. What did um, you play? Instrumentalized? Trumpet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I even went to music school. I have a degree in trumpet, which is very... Really? I know. It's yeah. very uh, <laughs> it's an interesting fact that not a lot of people know about me, but... A whole bunch um, do now. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I said yeah, a whole right? bunch are going to know now. <laughs> exactly. Um so, you know, my weight always was a thing for me. Um you know, I just God, it it faced me everywhere I went, you know, even in my own family. Like I just was constantly shamed for my weight. Um and so, you know, growing up and I think Really, anybody who grew up or existed in like the 90s really um, was faced with this kind of like culture of, you know, being skinny, um, very restrictive diets. And, you know, there was just like a certain expectation of what our bodies were supposed to look like. Um, And I just am naturally a larger woman. I'm tall. I have a broad frame. I'm strong. I have a lot of muscle. And that was not something that was ever explained to me that just is not only okay, but it can be a great thing, you know? So um, I really, really struggled with body image growing up. Um, I tried everything, you know, every diet, every, you know, Weight Watchers, you know, the six week challenges that you find at the Globo gym down the street, everything. Um, And so it wasn't until I found CrossFit in 2012 that I kind of felt like I think I may have found something that will actually work in the sense that I really started to get a feeling of what my body was capable of rather than what it looked like. Um, because in CrossFit, it's just so based on your own individual performance and improvements. And it just, it gets so exciting to kind of chase after the next skill, um, where it really doesn't feel like a workout. It feels like fun, you know? So, um, I think that that's when kind of this like spark landed, but unfortunately I had a coach that, um, you know, it just, it ended up going really sour, you know, long story short, um, he had very high expectations of me and I ended up, uh, you know, kind of deep in the throes of an eating disorder and had to go to rehab for that. And I ended up walking away from CrossFit altogether for about seven and a half years. And during that time, I did absolutely nothing. I was in such a low place, um, you know, a mix of reasons, you know, this falling out with my coach, um, didn't believe in myself anymore. And during that time, I gained 145 pounds. So, you know, I just, I kind of just gave up. I just was like, well, I'm just, this is my life now and I'm going to enjoy my Ben and Jerry's and, um, (laughs) you know, and, and do absolutely nothing. And, uh, it wasn't until my first daughter was born. Um, I just remember very vividly the very first thing that they make you do after you give birth to a child, which is beyond me to this day. But the very first thing they made me do was get on the scale. They wanted to weigh me. And so, you know, I remember could barely stand up, but I got on the scale and the scale read, 
390 pounds. And I remember thinking, okay, this is not where I want to be. This is not, um, this is not a number I ever thought I would see. And, and I, I truly believe that the number on the scale is just a number, but for me, that number just, it just wasn't what I wanted to exist at. Um, I knew that I had lost control of my health, uh, and my fitness. So slowly after recovering, I started to inch my way back into CrossFit, but that whole journey in and of itself took me over a year to go from personal training sessions twice a week to eventually gaining the confidence to become a member at a gym, which was a legitimate fear that I had, like an actual phobia of, you know, becoming a gym member. And then eventually coming to the point of like, oh my gosh, this is exactly why all of that happened to me because I think that I'm meant to be a coach so that I can educate other coaches on what it's truly like to struggle and have empathy for people so that more people can feel safe in the gym. And it just kind of skyrocketed from there. And my coaching journey began and I have never looked back and I'm so excited to be doing what I'm doing. <laughs> That's amazing. Is this full-time for you then? Christine, are you a full-time yes. coach? Yes. Yeah. I love that. Talk to me a little bit about like how that bounce back period came about. Seven years is like a long time to not <laughs> do anything as you say. Yeah. And so what yeah. was like, you just decided one day, I know you talked about the scale after the pregnancy, after the birth, mm -hmm. but what, what was the like day-to-day -day thoughts that you, that are kind of like going through your head as you're like crawling back to CrossFit, something that kind of left a, a bad taste in your mouth? Yeah. I mean, God, it, it was so hard. I mean, during that seven and a half years, I tried so many times to go back or try a different gym or, you know, I, I try another diet, like, you know, here and there. And, and, and I just, I couldn't, I could not crawl myself out of the hole. I just couldn't do it. Um, you know, I think there was a lot of thoughts going on. I think, you know, I just, um, you know, my, my coach just had kind of reiterated a lot of the beliefs that I had about myself growing up. Um, you know, it got to a point where, uh, you know, he had this kind of definition and physical, um, display of what success would look like. And there were many conversations towards the end of our relationship where, uh, it was made very clear to me that if I wanted to work there, or if I wanted to become a coach someday that I needed to look like success. And so this was like an idea that kind of got in my head of like, you know, well, what does success look like? And I sort of, you know, equated that to, I don't know, the CrossFit games athletes, I guess. Um, and so, you know, I once again was kind of back into this old mentality that I had growing up of like, I am not worthy unless I look like X. And so I adopted that, you know, I adopted that identity of I am not worth anything and I am, you know, not special and not, you know, just like I just existed. Like it's, it's kind of hard to put it into words, but I just existed for seven and a half years. Um, and so 
finally crawling out of it, I think that I finally had this mindset shift and, and, you know, it just happened over time, but it was this realization of like, maybe it doesn't have to be about what I look like. Maybe it can just be about what I feel like. And then I think I realized that like, once I went to the gym once, and then I started going twice a week and that was it two days a week in the beginning, I think I just realized like, okay, I feel better after I work out. I still was eating how I was eating. I was not actively trying to lose weight at that point, but just like kind of dipping my toe in one little step at a time, eventually started to build momentum into the lifestyle that I live today, you know, and, and, you know, since that point until now, I've lost a little over a hundred pounds and I still have more that I want to lose, but I'm continuing with this like very slow, steady, sustainable process of making that happen. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Is it, would you say the, the harder part of that journey was like going from doing absolutely nothing to like one or two days a week in the gym or going, you know, from a couple days a week to like four or five? It's, you know, it's the hardest part is that first day, right? Like I remember my first, my first (laughs) workout back and like, you know, keeping in mind that when I first found CrossFit in 2012, I actually got quite good at it and was like a little bit competitive. That that was back in the day when like women couldn't really snatch a hundred pounds. And there was like a workout in the open in 2012 that ended with a hundred pound snatches and I could do it. And it was like, yeah. it was like amazing. Right. Oh, and so yeah. like, this is where I was coming from, where I was like a little bit, like I was kind of a big deal in the gym. And then Fast forward, my first workout back after that period was half Cindy, half Cindy, 10 minutes of five pull-ups, uh, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats. And it was ring rows for me. And it was um, push-ups on a box. Um, and, and I was accustomed to, you know, doing, you know, banded pull-ups with like a really thin band and, you know, push-ups on the floor off of my toes. And I mean, I think that in the 10 minutes I completed maybe three rounds. Like I, I was, I was dying. And so there was like this like really big awakening of like, I have two choices right now, right? I can say, this is too hard. This sucks. I'm never going to be what I was and I'm going to give up. Or what I chose to do was just accept it. This is where I'm at right now. It is what it is. And I'm going to slowly get back in control. I, I I wanted to feel better. Um, so I think, you know, I think that a lot of people are faced with those two roads. Um, and the fact of the matter is you need to have a coach who has enough empathy to be able to, um, hold you in that vulnerable moment and encourage you that, you know, we're going to do this one step at a time. That that was going to be my next question, actually, was, was that like mentality shift? Was that just, you know, inner self perseverance? Or were there like outside influences that really helped kind of pull you out of that poor mindset that you had? Yeah, I mean, it, it really was, uh, it really was within myself. Um, It took me a long time before I found coaches that I could really trust again. Um, you know, which is another reason why I do what I do, because I think, you know, I don't think it would have taken me seven and a half years if I found the right coach, 
during that time. Um, so I think that, uh, it definitely came within myself and it came, you know, when I became a mother, I have two daughters. So I think like looking at them and, you know, realizing like I could do something to prevent them from having to go through this kind of pain or, you know, from having to hate their body or, you know, it just like, it felt like a bigger responsibility for me to um, learn to love my body and what it was capable of uh, to set that example for them. So um, one of the things in that whole conversation that, that sort of jumped out of me and, and I'm just going to kind of throw it up at you here. Uh, one of the things like Jeff and I are looking at and we talk about uh, on this kind of platform is the idea of how does like medicine and health and all of that stuff blend into real life. And then we get into how does CrossFit and physical therapy and all of these things, providers come together to actually affect and change your life, right? So you mentioned that you went through eating disorder and you had to go get help for that. And after you leave that treatment, it's kind of like, hey, all right, you're good. Go do your thing, right? And we talk about it, you know, together, Jeff and I, we talk about it a lot too. It's kind of the same thing in like physical therapy settings. You had surgery, here's your six weeks of physical therapy. All right, good luck, you're good to go. And so we need that initial help. You needed it to get through that eating disorder. But did you feel set up for success afterwards and how did that go in looking at crossfit and then all of a sudden you found crossfit again did it spark those issues again and something that you had to fight through and overcome or did crossfit at that point start to help you figure out and manage your real life now with everything that you have gone through. Yeah, so I mean that's a, that's a big question, I know, but like Yeah. It's a really really good question though, um because it just it really ends up going back to that empathy piece and I think that there is so much good to be found in, you know, medical providers that, you know, either work, um, you know, work with people with eating disorders or, you know, whatever it may be, any type of health problems related to um, our body weight or, you know, just our physical health. And I think that um, the fact of the matter is for me, um, when I went into the rehab center, um, I was struggling with one end of the spectrum, right? I was highly restrictive. Um, I had to do a lot of work at the time I was eating very strict paleo. This was back in the day when yeah. like you were doing CrossFit, you were you eating were doing paleo. paleo. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but like to a, to a fault, right? Like I remember yeah. being at a party, um, and having a scoop of, you know, it was like a corn and bean salad, um, not realizing that there were black beans in it. And I had a panic attack about eating black beans because they're not paleo. Now, where I sit right now, looking back at that, like, oh my God, like that's, that's a problem, right? Because there's nothing wrong with a black bean, um, right. but, you know, where that's kind of where I was at. Right. So 
when I went into the rehab facility, there was a lot of um, learning to overcome these fear foods that I had created and learning to overcome some of my restrictions, which ended up causing me to go right off way on the opposite end of the spectrum. And then my eating disorder just took a different form and I began binge eating. And that's how I gained all of that weight, you know, and then some during that seven years. So, um, I think that, uh, you know, initially my initial symptoms were treated and, you know, we talked through it and, and that was overcome, but then there was nothing afterward to, um, you know, get me to just like assimilate into, you know, while maybe for me being an extremely restrictive paleo eater was, you know, not the right way to go. There is a middle ground <laughs> that we need to kind of find, you know, That's as right. much as, I truly believe that you can have a healthy lifestyle and eat whatever you want. Truly, there is a middle ground that we have to find, right? And so, um, again, I think that when you can find those medical professionals that have that empathy and have that understanding of what that middle ground looks like, we can absolutely find success. But if you have one on either end of the spectrum, you can also end up in a situation where you're not getting the help that you need. Um, you know, so that's where I think something like CrossFit, um, definitely comes into play because now, you know, you have this outlet that not only is physical exercise, right. We all know that CrossFit is, you know, a way to create elite fitness, uh, for anyone of any age, any level, but, you also now have a community of people that are supporting you to be healthy. And I think that that's where adding in that CrossFit into, you know, whatever else you're battling with your personal health um, can really, really be so helpful because of that community support aspect. And you may just find somebody in the CrossFit gym who's going through the same thing that you are, and you can connect on that. I think that's, uh, I think that's huge. And it's finding those places where you have that comfort level, um, where you feel good about what you're doing, the community, the people that you're interacting with and through that, you can find the help and support for whatever it is you're going through, whether it's I'm super, super low on how I feel today because I'm dealing with an injury and I can't do the stuff that I want to do. These people are going to support me. Or if it's a situation where you're in, where you were in, where it was, you know, hey, I'm struggling with my, you know, food and my relationship with food and your relationship with your weight, all of those things. Here's this group of people that really are just here to be healthy. And we're going to support you in whatever it takes to be healthy. Not on the extremes, like you're saying, but no, just that middle ground of how do we be healthy? And I think that is that's such a powerful message. That, yeah. yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing that. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit the last, last podcast, Rocky, when, you know, people end up coming to class because they see their buddy signed up for that class. Like, okay, Julie's going to class. I, Julie always makes me feel good. Like I want to go see 
all right, let's let's get this, you know, get out of my head something. And so yeah, that, that support aspect is awesome. Do you do you work with uh, any number of providers then? Do you have a like a I don't know, close referral network that you feel demonstrates kind of that empathy trait that you're looking for, whether that be other physicians or dietitians, um, or or no, or, or is that something that you, you don't have any relationship with other providers yet? Yeah, um, I, I would say uh, as far as in the, um, you know, the medical field, uh, no, you know, um, I struggle myself still to find um, a primary care doctor that, you know, I can, I can truly trust. I mean, even, even to this day, <laughs> um, you know, having lost a hundred pounds, um, you know, quick story. I recently, not recently, it was about a year ago. I, I went to the doctor cause you know, just like, just like wasn't feeling myself. And like, I couldn't figure out what was up if there's something up with my hormones or, you know, what it may be. And, you know, all said and done, we had this long discussion. I even told her my story, how I lost weight, why, you know, why I moved to this area, all the things. And her response at the end of it, well, I can't find anything wrong with you, but maybe you should consider trying exercise. And it just, it, it literally like took my breath away. And listen to I, yeah, I literally told you what my job is like, and, and, and you weren't listening. And, but at the same time, I do know, um, I have a very close relationship with a physical therapist in this area who is amazing and she's a CrossFitter herself. Um, so she's definitely somebody that I refer people to, um, if they have any type of pain, I think that it's like, um, you know, shifting gears a little bit. I think that it's a common misconception that, you know, CrossFit is dangerous, CrossFit causes injuries. So like, um, things like that within the CrossFit space, um, I have definitely built a circle of, you know, a, a couple of providers that I trust. I also have a, a close relationship with a pelvic floor physical therapist. So like any, um, women best, who yeah. are postpartum or, you know, even just, you know, women can have issues, even if they aren't postpartum, um, you know, women's health issues, uh, for sure. Like in the physical space, um, but yeah, I do find um, that it is difficult to find a general physician um, who, you know, truly has that empathy piece and and is willing to just like get to know you a little bit more and just kind of dig a little bit deeper um, into, you know, what could potentially be going on if if you have an issue. Yeah, I, that makes me thrilled that you have a, a PT and, and even in the PT, I feel like PT physical therapy is is kind of a hidden gem in the healthcare world by like specifically women's health or like pelvic floor therapy is like awesome to have that solid referral too um so i'm stoked to hear that i'm sad that the uh the mds the do's the pas and p's they're maybe dropping the ball a little bit um because i i think like when we talk about healthcare it's kind of interesting right you go to a hospital or a, a doctor's office for healthcare, but oftentimes you don't leave there any healthier than when you <laughs> walked in, right? Uh -huh. Throwing some pills at you or some blanket or suggestions because, you know, any, any number of reasons, maybe burnout or maybe they're just, you know, don't care that much as a provider, unfortunately. So, um, 
yeah, that is tough to find someone that's willing to like come alongside the CrossFit athlete and, and be supportive in that journey because you're right, like not everyone gets it. That stigma is still out yeah. there that CrossFit is dangerous and, and bad and you're going to destroy your knees and you're going to blow your disc out your back. Um, so anyways, yeah. just, <laughs> well, and, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And I think most providers and most medical professionals, it's like, look, they're doing, they're doing the best they can. They're doing the, what they're trained and they're trained most of the time to treat to the, the common denominator, not the lowest common denominator, but the average. Right. And so when you have somebody that shows up and says, Hey, like I'm an athlete, I do things. Yeah. Don't like listen to the words I'm saying and understand what's happening. Don't just look at the exterior of what's going on. I just told you I'm an athlete. And then you have this medical provider who goes, well, you know, I'm average people who look like you need this. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah. you, you didn't look at me as a person. You looked at your chart that said, this is what should be going on. And, uh, and I think, you know, CrossFit has done a really good job of trying to get into the medical community and, and say, Hey, this is something that you guys as the medical community should look at as a way to help move the needle on health for America, for the world. Um, and they've been, they've been really, really good at it, but it's still that uphill battle a little bit of like you were saying, Christine, treating people as individuals as opposed to treating everyone as the average, but there's safety in the average for the provider. Yeah. You know, uh, and and so I get where they're coming from. Yeah, Two thirds of the people in that bell curve, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, but I think that's where something like what you're doing in your physical therapy practice and what we do as CrossFit coaches, um, we actually get to sit down and talk one-on-one -on -one with people get to know you what's really going on where are your pain points where are you trying to go with this and now we get to affect that individual person and their individual health i'm not treating the average like i'm treating you <laughs> you came in yeah, you're in front of susie right there yep. yeah exactly and uh and i don't know if you have other perspectives on that christina is uh, just kind of how all that blends together. and Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, it's really important to note that like, I mean, I firmly believe in, you know, Western medicine and like yeah, when, you know, yeah. when, when things need to be taken care of, you know, absolutely. Like this is, you know, doctors are incredible and, and they're there to, to solve the problems and, and, intervene when needed. Um, but there's a, there's an old Glassman quote that the, I, I hope I don't butcher it, but the CrossFit coaches are, are the swim teachers or the swim coaches yeah. and the doctors are the lifeguards, right? So it's like, really, I think what happens is that people go to their doctor first and then they're prescribed things like, maybe gastric bypass surgery or, you know, put on um, a very strict, uh, you know, restrictive diet to, to cause fast, rapid weight loss because, um, you know, maybe that's 
you know, and that's kind of a blanket sweep, but like, you know, I think a lot of times when people who don't feel well go to the doctor, that's the issue, right? We're, you know, we're maybe, um, a little bit sedentary and, you know, our body just isn't functioning the way that it should anymore. So, you know, the doctor prescribes weight loss in some form, um, but not in a way that empowers them to want to go to what really should be step one. And that is walking into the CrossFit gym, right? So that should be the first step where it's like, okay, Let's start working out. Let's see how this changes our mood. Let's see how this changes our energy level. And then if there's truly something going on, then the doctor needs to intervene with those, you know, life-saving measures, right? You know, everybody has something going on. They may need medication for any number of things, but it's proven that, you know, you can overcome so many things, uh, including like depression and anxiety and like a whole myriad of things that kind of hold people back just by giving CrossFit a try and and going into the gym and and starting to move your body. Um, So I think it, you know, it, it sounds so simple when we say it. I know that it's not easy, but if that truly were everybody's step one, instead of going um, and kind of getting this like prescription of you need to lose weight, I mean, how could that change people's, uh, you know, approach, I think, to to what they're, um, you know, trying to seek out for their health? Yeah, and getting that mind shift that you were kind of hinting at earlier, uh, it's more about the capability that your body can do, not not the what it looks like, not the yeah. the outward appearance. Is like, how do I make myself more capable? And in doing so, you're gonna get the confidence. You're gonna build the momentum to do something like you did, which is change your entire life, right? Which is amazing. Just because you said, I'm I'm willing to look at this from a different angle and not get myself hooked on, you know, cholesterol meds and blood pressure med and all of these pills that fix that thing. Instead, I'm going to look at nutrition and exercise and it is going to change my entire life, not just fix my blood pressure or fix my cholesterol. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Exercise is medicine. It's one of my favorite sayings that should be the the prescription that the doctors write on their yeah. notepads right instead of yeah. sending it to the pharmacy send it to the crossfit gym yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool right and i think yeah. and i think sometimes they do say that right like they'll be like you need to exercise but like yeah. unfortunately, so they don't know what that means yeah. you know so such a, such a garbage can term just exercise like that could mean any yeah. number of things right yeah. people often don't have the the background to know like what intensity or dosage or or, you know, proper form on movements, all sorts yeah. of things. Um, I want to circle back to that looks not equaling um, overall health in a second, but I I wanted to just touch real quick on on how you were talking about, yeah, in, in like Western medicine, we're very good at like solving the emergent problems, right? You go into the hospital, you're having a stroke, we can, we can fix that, right? Or you're having a heart attack, we can save you from dying. But a yeah. lot of those like more gray area lifestyle chronic problems 
where you're not like dying on the table emergently. You don't have an open, you know, trauma fracture from being hit by a car or something. We're not as good in that area. So I love that. Um, you, Rocky, you were trying to fill that gap in that gray zone to kind of push people towards uh, a better lifestyle. And your experience too of you went to the doctor and they're like, I can't find anything wrong with you. <laughs> ah, maybe don't do that. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about. It's like, yeah, there's this gray area where you don't feel good, mm -hmm. but I can't figure out what it is because I don't have a pill or a diagnosis that tells me what to do with you. Yeah. Not a slam on like, not a slam on the doctors. Like that has nothing to do. Like I'm not even saying that. It's just yeah. they don't know either how to treat this. Yeah. And, and so you know what's funny too is that like I think that throughout this past year I've I've kind of solved what that was um on my own. And frankly, I feel that it was a protein deficiency. So right now, like I think this is like really worth touching on, right? Because I think, especially as a woman, like, you know, we're taught from a very young age that women shouldn't eat a lot. Um, but I'm currently eating almost 3000 calories a day and I eat 210 grams of protein every day. I wasn't eating anywhere near that back then, uh, when I went to the doctor. And so, uh, really, it was just like a nutrient deficiency issue, I I believe, because now that I eat more protein, I notice a huge difference um, in how I feel. But like, to say that I eat almost 3000 calories, like, I mean, I can, like, I can literally feel that like past version of myself, like, what are you doing? But like, I don't gain weight on that. It's just that is my metabolic rate and like the output that I'm doing every day in the gym. And like, I have to compensate for that by eating enough. And so, you know, again, I think it was just like, but that doctor wasn't concerned about me eating enough because of what my BMI is. Right. So it's like, you know, again, it's like, you just, you have to, you know, you brought up pain points, Rocky. And I think that's such a, such a great thing. We talk about all the time, the best coaches will sit down with you and figure out what your pain points are because nobody just wants to lose 25 pounds. There's a reason there's, yeah. there's something, you know, whether it's, you know, your spouse said something about your weight and now you feel like you need to lose 25 pounds, uh, or, you know, it's just this deep seated belief that, uh, unless you weigh X, you are not worthy of love, whatever it is. Like there's an endless list of reasons why people want to lose 25 pounds, but it's never just, I want to lose 25 pounds. There's yeah. always something deeper and a, and a good coach and a real coach uncovers that so that you can figure it out together and how, and how, you know, not saying that, you know, losing 25 pounds isn't a great goal. I think it's a great goal, but yeah. um, we got to figure out why first before we go on that journey. Cause otherwise you just, you're not going to see success. Yeah. And I think having someone that's going to walk alongside you through that journey as well and, uh, and understand why you're going there is it's, it's massive. Uh, you know, success rates shoot up immensely because you're not in it alone. And 
somebody can actually hold you accountable for the real reason that you're trying to to accomplish this goal, right? And um, and we see it a lot with our with our clients and athletes and most people we work with every day. Is you know, hey, when things start to feel a little bit off, you notice it in, in the people that come into the gym. You can stop and have that conversation. Hey, what's going on? Something feels a little off today, and uh, and you pick up on those things, um, and then long term too, you're like, hey, remember. This is why you're here, and this is where we're going. Um, and it helps people remember, oh, you're right. There is more to this journey than you yeah. know, just a number on a scale, all right? And, yeah. Let's do that. That's crazy that you eat that much, like, protein every day. <laughs> I know. Like, people it's, it's, it's people really are freaking hard. out right now. They're, they're like, oh, my gosh, her kidneys. Her kidneys are going to be just shutting down. She's eating too much protein. But no, it's it's just, yeah, that's just uh, (laughs) what works for me. (laughs) And I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things. Now, none of us are dietitians, (laughs) none of us are nutritionists or any of that stuff, Mm -hmm. but um, you sit down and you look at it and, and go back to previous conversation. It's like, look, nutrition and exercise solves a lot of stuff. And if you're willing to experiment a little bit, you'll find exactly what Christina said. She's like, I'm not eating enough food and I sure am not getting enough protein in my diet to support my body, my life, and what I've got going on. She's maintenance at 3,000 calories yeah. a day. Shocking to you. Like, right. People, people yeah. are, like I said, people are out there freaking out right now going, yeah. oh my gosh, you can't do it. <laughs> and it's just not true. Right. Oh, yeah. And so, be willing to experiment with your nutrition, with your body, with your exercise, all of those things, because you are the one who knows yourself best. You know what feels right, what doesn't feel right. And so we as coaches offer you suggestions, but like, you got to dig in and do some of that work yourself and be willing to try some of the stuff that we throw at you that sounds off the wall, like maybe you should eat more to lose weight. <laughs> yeah. It, it, truly, it truly works. Right. And it, and it's like, I think, uh, you know, that's why I always encourage people to have multiple different ways to measure their success because, you know, since I lost my initial hundred pounds, the scale has been pretty stagnant. But when I look back at pictures and I look at my clothing size and I look at the things that I'm accomplishing in the gym and the things that I'm able to do, you can tell that there's this huge, huge improvement across so many different pieces of my life and my physical health. Um, not to mention that my blood pressure is perfect and like, you know, like all the things, like there's a lot of measures that are exactly where they need to be. Yes, my BMI is high. Yes, my body fat percentage is high. But other than those two markers, uh, you know, there's a huge picture here. And, you know, Jeff brought up the the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum that we talk about in CrossFit. And so, you know, that, you know, if people out there listening haven't heard of it, it's just this arc you know, and it goes from sickness to wellness to fitness and you just plot all of your points, right? So I would plot, 
you know, my BMI and my body fat percentage is more towards like this side of wellness towards the sickness. And, you know, I'm working on that, but then my blood pressure is way over at fitness and my cholesterol is way over at fitness. And, you know, my ability to jump onto a 20 inch box is past the wellness, you know? So it's like, there's a lot of different little markers that we can put on there where if you put all of your points across the graph, you're going to find that, hey, I'm actually healthier than I think because there's more to this than just what the scale says. Yeah, you would have not seen that progress if you were just focused on that one number. Exactly, exactly. BMI is an interesting measure. I think it it gets a lot of flack for sure and for good reason. Um, I think it's semi-valid at like a population level, but when looking at individuals, it obviously has lots of holes that, that don't add up. So every NFL running back, <laughs> according to BMI, they are morbidly obese. Yeah. And you're like, no. Yeah. Objectively, I look at that person and go, no, there's mm-hmm. no, there's no NFL running back <laughs> that actually fits the clinical definition of morbidly obese. But by BMI, they're off the charts. Yeah. That tells you kind of everything. Now that's an extreme you know, edge of the bell curve person. Mm-hmm. So again, looking at mass population, yeah. but yeah, when you look at the individual, but, yep. which is the whole reason we do CrossFit <laughs> and, and this stuff and, you know, in your practice, it's like, no, we want to look and work with the individual because that's where we can, that's where we make the huge improvements and we actually change somebody's life. Yeah. It's just great. Exactly. Yeah. I don't have an exam with, uh, you know, a shoulder, right? I don't have a, a shoulder patient this afternoon. I have an exam with John who has some shoulder pain, has some mobility deficits in his thoracic spine, all these other things that are individualized to him, right? But I don't have like a, just a, a template, I guess, that I'm going in right. with all my shoulder patients. Right. But circling back to BMI, talk to me about kind of that looks not equating to overall health. I know that's been a big kind of component of your mission and, and and your message that you like to so push out, Christina. But talk to me a little bit more about like what your body can do versus how it looks. Cause I had um I had another guy on, one of my buddies from high school. He's kind of in the bodybuilding community. He works for bodybuilding.com actually. And we were talking just about how some people like some of the power lifters are like, you wouldn't think they're very strong. They just look maybe a little overweight, stocky. They can like pull 700 pounds from the ground or they're bench pressing like 500, you know, 200 pounds more than I can squat. Um, or like some of the really skinny, like super low body fat bodybuilders with the chiseled abs and the really toned arms. But then they look great aesthetically, but maybe they're, they can't actually overhead press that much or they they can't uh deadlift very much so talk to me a little bit about that mismatch in you know appearance versus like functionality yeah i mean so i think that that's where you know that's this is why crossfit is in my opinion humble opinion superior <laughs> to all other fitness uh regimes you know we talk about functional fitness all the time and you know people may not understand what that means. And, you know, when I'm explaining it to an average person that walks into the gym, you know, 
you say like, these are the moments that you do in everyday life, right? We squat because we sit down in a chair. We deadlift because we pick things off on the, off the floor. We do burpees because we need to have the ability to get up off the floor if we fall, right? So there's all of these movements that we do. And so you bring up bodybuilding and bodybuilding is all about aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. So they're doing a lot of accessory work and they're targeting these show muscles, right? And I often have this conversation where I'm explaining the difference between the show muscles and the go muscles to people, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, we have these show muscles, the abs and the, all the, I mean, Jeff, you were going to know better than me, but like all the little (laughs) tiny in the shoulder yeah right that you know by doing these um you know really non-functional movements uh you know bicep curls and and like Pro the stuff raises maybe, yeah. and all, you know, <laughs> like things you don't need to do in everyday life right um but it builds up those muscles and it makes you look good makes you look good. But the thing is, they're not functional, right? Whereas having a strong posterior chain and like, you know, deadlifts is a great example, right? A lot of people kind of poo-poo on deadlifts because they're bad for your back. But by having a strong posterior chain, um, you know, these are the biggest muscles in our body. Like, this is what we want to have be strong for function, you know, being able to pick things up Uh, We need to do that from now until the end of our time on this earth, right? And so um, while it may not be as flashy as a six-pack of abs, um, it's more functional. You know, now we can deadlift safely without hurting our back. And now we can squat, um, you know. And, And again, these are movements that we will need to do in everyday life. And so I think that, like, making that connection is, like, you know, it, like when you really look at it, those muscles that look good, they just look good. Like, you know, and, and, and yes, there is some function to like having these muscles be strong, but, but not as much. Right. Whereas, you know, if you're, if your um, functional muscles are strong and you're able to perform and do things with them, that makes us healthy, you know, that makes us able to go out and live life and run around with our kids and run around with our grandkids and go up the stairs and down the stairs and, and all the things that, that we need to do. You don't need abs to do any of those things. You know, we need to have a strong core, but your abs don't need to be showing for you to have a strong core, you know? So I think it's kind of, you know, it's, it's just disassociating physical from strength and and health, right? It's, you know, because vice versa, like there are people out there that are are just, you know, naturally very thin, naturally very low body fat percentage. And I'm sure that some of these muscles do show just because of their body fat percentage. Um, They could be eating at McDonald's every day. We don't know that because, you know, you can't tell by looking on the outside, but I know a lot of people who that is their life. If I were to throw them on the assault bike for two minutes, they may well have a heart attack, you know, but they look healthy by Mm -hmm. society standards, you know, by what we think is good. So I don't know. I always say that I would rather be healthy than look healthy because 
you know, that's what's going to help me live longer. So I think that, you know, until you can make that, uh, you know, disassociation, um, you know, that until I disassociated, disassociated those things, I didn't find success in my weight loss journey until I just, I let go. I was like, Oh wait, like, I don't actually care what I look like. I just want to be healthy. Like I want to live for my daughters. Like, you know, it's just, it becomes so much more important than, than wearing a bikini. Awesome. Any thoughts on that, Rocky? No, I think she she nailed it. There. That was awesome. I mean, that was yeah, really, really cool. Just to just to sit and listen. I want to rewind that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> can you just start over again. and do that whole thing? Because <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I mean, I think so. Along those lines of looking at people and saying, "All right." I don't look like I should be doing CrossFit or something like that. And you have those people out there, whether they are the super skinny mom who doesn't want to bulk up and get, mm-hmm. you know, look like a man or something like that. Or you have, you know, someone who feels they're not in the right body shape, they're a little overweight or whatever it is. I got to get fit to do CrossFit and things like that. So how do we as a community um, of medical providers, CrossFit coaches, just good people in general, how do we bridge that gap for people that don't feel like they're the proper aesthetic to work out or do CrossFit? And how do we make that more approachable to people who are sitting on the couch going, hey, I, I really like what you're saying. How do I actually I'm scared? Do it, right? yeah. I still, yes, I'm scared, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about empathy. It's all about, so like all of the things we've talked about, like, I think that the best coaches are so fully aware of all the different places that somebody could be coming from. And we have to meet people where they're at. We have to truly care. We have to listen. You know, I say this all the time and I truly believe like, regardless of your fitness level, whether you have never been to the gym in your life or you are this like fitness junkie, when we go into the gym and we do a workout, it is the most vulnerable place that a human can be in. It truly is. It's you're so exposed, right? Um, You know, because CrossFit never gets easier as you get better. (laughs) You just get better. (laughs) And so it's just as hard on day one as it is on, you know, day 20, but you're just doing more stuff on day 20 or, you know, year 20, you're just, you're just doing more. And so it's always hard and it always pushes us outside of the comfort zone. Right. Um, but you know, it's just, (laughs) it's just, you, you have to start, right. You have to, you have to walk in the door and, and that part, we as coaches, we can't do that for people. And that, and that is the unfortunate truth. Um, but if we can educate ourselves and, and gain this empathy for people of all walks of life, maybe just maybe that can be the inspiration to walk in the door. And then we have to be patient. You know, we have to educate people on the CrossFit methodology why we believe what we believe, um, you know, and, and slowly and surely people start to, to frame their mind, you know, it's the same thing as, um, you know, in the gym, when you have your, you know, frequent 
member who comes in all the time and, you know, maybe is hesitant to scale a workout and uh, they always want to go the RX weight and and it might be too heavy for them. And and their form is looking bad. And Jeff is over there in the corner, like, oh my God, that guy's going to be my patient in about a day, you know, Um, because, you know, CrossFit is not unsafe, but CrossFit done incorrectly can be unsafe. Right. And so um, a lot of times our ego gets in the way but I have these gentle conversations with people all the time where like, listen, it is a better workout to go lighter and move faster. And I could say that 10 times to somebody and that 10th time they'll finally try it. And then the light bulb goes off. Right. But if I come at them the first time and I'm like, no, take weight off your bar. Like this is unacceptable you know, I'm going to slam that door in their face and they're never going to be interested in hearing what I have to say. So, you know, it's just this overarching understanding. When a member doesn't listen to us as coaches in the gym, it's not personal. It's not, you know, about what they believe about me. It's, it's, it's what they believe about themselves, right? It's their own ego getting in the way. That's the case with whatever the struggle that the person is coming at you, you know, somebody who's afraid to go to the gym, they're afraid because they don't want to look bad. They don't want to look stupid. Right. So like if we can meet them where they're at and just fully understand that and be gentle and just like, you know, welcome them with open arms and just encourage them uh, and have those conversations and get to know them. I think, I think that's the only way to, to bridge that gap. Um, but, but we have, we have to be willing to, um, you know, find that middle ground, right? Because we already believe it and we live it every day and we love CrossFit and we don't understand why other people don't do it. It doesn't make any sense, but we have to meet people where they're at and gently, you know, have them, discover it on their own because they will it's magical (laughs) (laughs) i i wonder this is just me kind of thinking but like i think crossfit's done a little bit better job of this you know maybe this year in the last eight months or so but of marketing like more towards that general population person right rather than showing like the CrossFit games athletes are amazing specimens of humans. Right. And they're, they're shredded too, but they also have that functional strength and they can overhead squat 300 pounds. But that's not like your average Joe walking in the door. And so I think just from like a marketing perspective and like speaking to people, it would be awesome to like highlight some more average shows, I guess I'll say. Um, just normal people, older geriatric folks, I guess, getting after it as well in, in the CrossFit gym and really showing that that CrossFit is for any body, as you say, right, Christina? Yeah, I do say that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they are. I, I, tr- I truly think that CrossFit is starting to do a really excellent job of that, um, you know, so I think you know, it it comes to be a matter of if you're sitting there listening to this right now and and you've kind of closed your mind off to CrossFit for whatever reason, any like preconceived notion that you have, take a look at their, you know, social media because they they really are. They're they're really, um, you know, because CrossFit's goal is to cure the world's most vexing problem. And that is chronic disease, which yes, is 
many times caused by obesity. Um, but there's any number of things, you know, there's a lot of non-obese people that suffer from chronic disease, again, because of what we were talking about before, you know, they're naturally just a thin person, but haven't lived a very healthy lifestyle, right? And so many of these chronic diseases, which is the number one cause of death in, you know, people in the world, they can be prevented by living a life of health and wellness. And, you know, CrossFit, we believe is the, you know, superior method of finding fitness. I've experienced it in my life and I believe it. I truly believe it. So, um, you know, that's what they want. The CrossFit games is so fun and it's so entertaining. And those athletes are incredible, but CrossFit's goal is to get more people to do CrossFit. I think it's very apparent in their marketing. Um, you know, so I think it's not to, you know, poo poo on the games athletes. I think again, it's, it's really special, but it's the same as, as the NFL, you know, there's millions of people are not in the NFL, but millions of people play football. So like, what's the difference in the fact that millions of people could not ever be at the CrossFit games, because that is quite an elite level of fitness, but we can still participate in CrossFit for fun, you know, just the same as you would play football on Thanksgiving with your family. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and I are on the exact same wavelength because I was exactly, that was, <laughs> that was the, the thing that came to my mind. I, I, I just thought, yeah, we all enjoy watching professional athletes, whether yep. it's somebody, you know, playing in MLS or, you know, Premier League or something like that, if you like soccer. If uh, they're playing Major League Baseball, they're playing basketball in the NBA, any of those things, right? Those are elite level athletes. And you put me on a court with LeBron James, I'm going to get destroyed. (laughs) Okay, but that doesn't mean that I can't play basketball and still have a really good time and be good at it and be healthy as a person. So we tend to, because CrossFit seems a little bit more accessible you know oh all you do is work out and all that stuff and so we we don't elevate necessarily those crossfit athletes to that professional elite level like we do an nba player a major league soccer player somebody like that um but when you put yourself in a room with somebody that is that level of fit you realize like oh yeah. This is their full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. They literally it, do this for a living. Yeah. But I can still do this thing, right? I still can participate and do the exact same workout as that person at whatever level I'm at. And I can still try to beat them every day in the gym. Yeah. It's just my workout looks a little different than theirs. Mm-hmm. And could you imagine like lining up next to somebody that is like, the rock star in your gym who just does everything they're super fit person somebody you idolize all that stuff and you line up at your workout and their workout and you beat them like <laughs> like that's yeah. that's a good day yeah and we get to do that every day in crossfit it's i don't know of any other place where you can level the playing field maybe golf is the only other place where you have handicaps where you can level the playing field like that and just line it up and say, all right, let's go. Let's see what happens today. And it's it's 
amazing in that aspect of we get to be elite athletes without going to the game so that we get to do that. And that doesn't mean it's intimidating because your workout's going to look different than my workout's going to look different than Christina's workout. Mm -hmm. But that's the power of CrossFit. That's why it is the best way of moving your fitness forward and uh, and and achieving things in your health and life and all that stuff. So there's my problem. <laughs> coming to the gym. I love that. You don't mind the gym. Yeah, coming to the gym. You, you'll see people of, you know, all stripes in there. You know, yeah. and that's how you know, like, oh, this isn't a scary place because you don't walk in. It's not a whole bunch of people with their shirts off just rolling around shredded. That's what everybody thinks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, it's just a bunch of regular people in there trying to be healthier today than they were yesterday. Yeah, so, exactly. What this is a question for either of you, I guess. But just to kind of wrap things up, Christine, I want to be respectful of your time. We've been going about an hour now, which has been jam-packed and awesome. Yeah, it's been good. <laughs> but how CrossFit is a little bit different, or a lot different, I, I'll say, compared to your your Gold's Gym or your Planet Fitness in all aspects, but pricing as well. So how do you like talk to or or try and persuade someone? to come to more of a group fitness class with a community where everyone's doing the same workout versus going to the gym like by yourself on a potentially much cheaper plan right CrossFit's not known for being the the cheapest uh fitness program out there and for good reason i believe but but yeah. i don't know how do you kind of approach that conversation of someone that's like well i could go to planet fitness for 10 bucks a month like why should i come to crossfit I mean, you know, again, I think it's, you know, you have to, you have to dig a little deeper and, you know, there's a, there's the snarky side of me that wants to be like, and how's that been working out for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because, because that's the truth, right? It, you know, yeah, I, I've been a member of Planet Fitness before and have given them God knows how much of my money before I finally went to cancel and never walked into the place. Right. Um, it's just, that's the nature that's their business model right like that's what they, they money off of people not using their membership exactly, right? yeah. exactly. so <laughs> um you know so that's point one okay you're absolutely right like planet fitness is ridiculously cheap will you go you know and that's the that's the question right and so then it becomes okay let's let's break down a crossfit membership right how often do you order DoorDash, you know? And it's like this like real, like honest look in the mirror. Like even let's say you have a family of three, you know, and you order out once a week. I mean, these days that's at least 50 to $75, you know, right. to, to, to feed a family of three, uh, a meal out. And I mean, that's on the cheap side, right? I mean, especially if you're door dashing the delivery fee, it, it's a lot, right? If we add that up across four weeks, you know, once a week, we have more than a CrossFit membership, right? So then, then it becomes, you know, you, you open their eyes to that, or, or maybe, maybe it's a bottle of wine, right? I've, I've had conversations with people mm. who, you know, I, I knew that they enjoyed drinking wine and there's nothing wrong with enjoying a nice glass of wine. But if you're buying a $20 bottle of wine twice a week, that's $40 a week on wine. And if we multiply that times four, 
that's more than a CrossFit membership, right? So then if it becomes like, hey, maybe one less bottle of wine a week, or maybe one less dinner out with your family every month, right? All of a sudden that covers the CrossFit membership. That kind of gets people to shift their mindset of like, okay, what do I really value? Right. And and you have to ask these questions, right? Like how much are you willing to value yourself? And then it becomes, first of all, a, you have to at least come try one class. And I would say every single gym that I've ever been a part of and that I've ever seen has a free initial class, right? There's always some kind of free trial or something. Come check it out, right? Even come in and just be a fly on the wall and check it out because you're going to have a coach that's going to walk you through individually and give you, like Rocky was saying before, give you exactly the workout that you need within the confines of doing the same workout as everybody else, right? So it's like, we're all going to do the same workout, except you're going to do your version. And the coach is going to guide you towards that. They're going to keep you safe. They're going to keep you motivated. They're going to be that person who's going to walk alongside you. And then not to mention the community of people that you're also becoming a part of, right? Who are going to also walk alongside you and support you. Once you experience all that, CrossFit is not expensive at all. It is just, it's just not like when you realize all of the value that you're getting out of it, it, I wouldn't put a price on it. Right. And now is that coming from a place of privilege that I can afford a CrossFit membership? Absolutely. Right. But to anybody out there listening who truly can't go to a gym and talk to the owners because there are many gyms that offer scholarship memberships or, you know, would be willing to work things out with people. You, you never know, right? But you you have to try. You have to walk in the door and you have to see the magic yourself and then, you know, and realize that we can make anything work. If we really put our mind to it, we can we can make it work. At least I think. <laughs> and I mean, to... One of the things I loved about it, that whole thing that you went through there was it wasn't an all or nothing proposition either. Mm. So going clear back to Ben and Jerry's at the very beginning, it wasn't like, no, you can never eat ice cream again. It was like, look at look at what you have in your life. I don't want you to never go out to eat with your family again so you can come to CrossFit. But look, you cut out one meal out with your, you know, your whole family and you save enough, you cut out a couple of trips to Starbucks during the week and suddenly you have your CrossFit membership. That doesn't mean you never go to Starbucks again. That doesn't mean you never take your family out to eat. It just means you need to sacrifice just a little bit in order to get so much more back for your life and longevity and health and everything else you're going to get out of this thing. For, in all honesty, it's a pretty small sacrifice if you really take an open, honest look at your life and your lifestyle and where you're at. And so, I mean, that's beautiful there, that idea of, like, look, I'm not telling you to stop everything. (laughs) You know, let's just nibble around the edges. Hey, but if you nibble around the edges enough, you're going to find a way to change your life. And uh, and you know, walking into the gym is one way to do that. I love that. It's uh, there's a cool quote I like. Um, it goes something like, 
if you don't prioritize your health and wellness now, you'll, you know, I'm butchering it, but like pay for it with your sickness and time later, right? Like CrossFit, I mean, it's sort of expensive, I guess, compared to other gyms, but you know, what's like really expensive is having a stroke or dealing with chronic metabolic disease and type 2 but diabetes. Diabetes medication, yeah. Right. Yeah, insulin every month. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. expensive when you when you think about it like that and all the imaging studies that you have to go through and blood work and all this plethora of things. So I love coming zooming out and, and putting it into perspective. Where can I give a little? Where can I take a little bit from other aspects of my life to really push the needle forward in, in something that's going to ben- benefit me long term? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Not to mention, too, there are so many aspects of CrossFit that are free, right? Like yeah. CrossFit.com programming is free for anybody, New right? Out every day now. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's where a lot of people started. And, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that, right? And, you know, these days, I mean, you can find hundreds and thousands of videos on YouTube if there's a movement that you don't understand. You know, there's a lot of you know, I don't necessarily recommend that because I think the community aspect is such a big piece of CrossFit, but, you know, to, to somebody out there who truly, truly feels as though they can't afford it, there are so many ways that you can, um, begin to expose yourself, you know, without spending any money. Um, you know, and and maybe that becomes, you know, you start at, the you know three day a week membership and and supplement with dot com programming on the you know what I mean like there's so right. many ways that you can um that you can figure out how to how to give it a try. Well, Christina, talk to me a little bit about the upcoming you know workshops and, and schedules, the work that you're doing here in in Idaho Falls in a couple of weeks on the seventeenth, uh, I believe. Yeah. July, oh, the uh, cardinal sin of, of breaking podcast rules, but to date it, yeah, in uh, what is that, 12 days from now? So, yeah, tell us a little bit about what you're doing here on your visit and, and kind of what's going to happen. Yeah, um, it, well, it's great because I get to fulfill my dream of getting to work with other coaches and, you know, try to share my story in a way that will help them to help more people. Right. And so that's, that's my goal. I'll be working with all of the coaches at CrossFit Amrock, um, and connecting with them a little bit, figuring out their why, why they coach and, and just helping them to, um, you know, just have that extra set of, um, you know, level of empathy that they're going to continue to, pour out into the Idaho Falls community, right? So, you know, that's my goal is to just, you know, be able to come in, share my story, do a little work with the coaching and, and you know, just really just bond together as fellow coaches and, um, you know, really learn how we can connect to more people. Um, and then we have this great event planned for the community where like, even if you have never tried CrossFit or you're afraid to try CrossFit or you've been thinking about CrossFit, but you don't think it's for you, um, you know, we're just going to kind of Rocky and I are going to get together and, and chat and, you know, just educate people a little bit more on on why you can do it and, and why you should give it a try. And, you know, more about my story and how I've gotten here. And Rocky has his own story. And, you know, we all have a life changing story uh, from CrossFit, but I want to be there to 
um, you know, be able to help the Idaho Falls community, um, you know, to to see that maybe this is something that's that's worth a shot. You know, it, it changed my life. And, um, you know, my only goal is to really, truly just to help people believe in themselves a little bit, um, you know, so that they can realize that they they are capable of, of so much more than they think. Um, so I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. The, uh, the whole thing that, you know, right before we went into that question was the idea of how do you bridge that gap? How do you get people to get off the couch and go, well, I mean, this is the opportunity. So, you know, come in, go to that workshop where it's it's out there on Facebook. You can go look for it, uh, sign up, come in, listen to listen to us talk a little bit about CrossFit, but start to do that investigation, that work for yourself and realize what you can do and what you're capable of through coming and interacting with, with people like us that have been there before. And, uh, and and like I said, the whole reason that we're doing this this workshop on that Saturday is specifically for those people who are sitting there going, I don't think I can do this. I don't look the part or now I'm not fit enough or any of that. No, just, just come in. Let's talk. And um, let's get the information out there and let's do some education in this area and open the doors, literally to you coming into this CrossFit gym and learning what it's all about. And, uh, and so, yeah, we're, we're super, super excited about it. And um, knowing that Christina is coming in to help build our community of coaches and, um, and also she's going to coach some classes. So she's going to be working with our athletes too. So they get exposure to that um, of everything that she brings to the table. And so, you know, this is really, it's not just our CrossFit community, but it is a community-wide event for Idaho Falls of how do we really, really get the word out that, you know, this is this is where it's at. And this is, this is going to be the place that will move your, move your fitness and your health forward. And, you know, we're going to change lives and all that stuff. Super I'm excited, excited that yeah. she's going to be wait. here. So, yeah. yeah. So that is... July 22nd, July 22nd, July 22nd, coming up that morning. Um, sign up on Facebook, you said. Yes. Or connect with any of the. Yeah. Reach out to us and with like, you know, reach out to us on our website or, you know, Facebook, Google, whatever messaging platform you want to use. Let us know that you want to come. We'll get you the information. Get you set up. Excellent. Excellent. Anything else on that, Rocky, before we wrap up? Um, Christina? I don't know. I kind of want to hide the ball just a little bit, not give it all away. We, we've talked a whole bunch today about different things yeah. that we'll probably touch on a little bit in this yeah. this workshop for mm-hmm. sure. But um, it's always cool to be able to do that in in front of people and individual. And when you get to see somebody's eyes and see that moment of realization go across their face, and you can go, "All right, I'm gonna. I got to talk to you a little bit more." <laughs> um, that's that's going to be really cool. So yeah, awesome. Okay, well, Christina, it's been great chatting with you. If yeah. people want to connect with you personally via social media over your website, um, how's best to do that? And if you want to plug your your coaching business at all, feel feel free to do that as well. Yeah, um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Um, 
coach Christina Anderson, uh, no H in Christina. No H. <laughs> um, and my link to uh, my coaching business, Belief Transfer Coaching, is also in my Instagram bio. So, um, but that's the best place to contact me, shoot me a DM, um, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I share a lot on there about, you know, body positivity and just like believing in what you're capable of. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm an, I'm an open book <laughs> vulnerability, uh, but I, you know, hope that it can help people. So if that's something that you feel like you need in your life, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I think we all need that in our life. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Any party thoughts, Christina, before we let you go? I don't think so. I'm just really excited. I've never been to Idaho, so (laughs) (laughs) I am excited. I hope it lives up to your expectations. Yeah, we're excited. It'll be great. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. That was a Seeking Wellness podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of that. That was a really fun episode. So um, if you're thinking about coming out for the workshop on July 22nd, please reach out to either me I'll put contact details in the show notes for uh, Christina and, and CrossFit Amrock and reach out to somebody if you have any inkling at all of what CrossFit can do for you. So thanks, guys, and we will see you next time. Thanks. Hey, everybody. I just want to say thank you for listening to the Seeking Wellness Podcast. I would love it if you subscribe so you never miss out on any of these great episodes. If you haven't left me a review yet, that would mean the world to me so I can implement any of your feedback that you have for me. And if you feel compelled to do so, share this out with more people because my goal is to connect with and help as many people as possible in our community. And finally, if you have any ideas for future episodes or suggestions on guests I should interview, please shoot me a message because I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again and until next time.